today we're going to be talking about expectations. So, Caitlin, can you name your biggest failure? <laughs> Why? Publicly for everyone, permanently. Guns a blazing. Yeah. Um, no, 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 don't answer that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I probably could, <laughs> but I'm not healed from it, so I will need all the therapy after we discuss it to the world i'm not yeah i'm not the one to tell tell that um you're like i won't say (laughs) like after i share you're like nope moving on (laughs) say that shit wait what (laughs) cheers expectations um I've been saying this a lot in my life lately. It certainly hasn't turned out the way that even I thought it would. Um, and that goes that goes for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you, you had ideas of, let's say, college or like your first job or your career as it is now or pick something and say, like, this is kind of what was in my head and it hasn't matched up to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And back to a hundred episodes where I've mentioned this so subtly, I'm a type A. So the structure and the plan means a lot to me. So when it doesn't match up, I struggle a lot trying to reconcile those two realities. So yes. I'm shook. What? So you say yes, like, yeah, you knew what it would look like and it fucking looks like it. No, no, sorry. I knew what I thought it would look like and it did not match up to it. And oh, okay. because it doesn't, I struggle with the yes. dual realities. Yes. I think right. everybody okay. does. Yeah. I just That's do more. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm emotionally yeah. intellectual and yeah. <laughs> an artist. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, it's my thing. Like, not. What the fuck? I hear clicking. It's the ghost. It's probably me. Um. I think that, uh, well, I don't want to like devolve. That's the wrong word. Um, relationships, definitely not specifically a single one, but like every single relationship that I've had uh, since like I was actually dating people and not like yeah. hiding my sexuality and no, like, being confused. Very different than I think that I thought. And my friend is just now going through that. One of my best friends. My best friend in the whole world, actually, is going through the, like, first ever actual, like, I have a boyfriend and I'm, like, getting into this shit. And she's like, but, like, where's the sex? And I'm like, I, girl, I know. <laughs> like, you think <laughs> you think getting, like, locked up with somebody means that it's just, like, you finally have, like, reliable, like, scheduled perfectly, like, everything. In it. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I remember getting into an argument my first year of being in a relationship um, and being like, I thought that people had sex like three times a day. So <laughs> like we're doing like once a week and I'm confused because like, does that mean that you don't like me or. Mm-hmm. And like looking back now, that was like five years ago. Looking back now, I'm like, holy fuck, what the fuck were you thinking, girl? Like you were young. You were young. You know, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think you just had to learn and you couldn't learn until you did it because you do it. All we have as a reference for especially relationships, but growing up in general, all we have 
is the examples around us, which is very veiled. You see your parents, you see friend relationships. Yeah. It's all just like a tip of the iceberg of what that relationship is because you just see it from the outside. And then right. you have movies and stuff and music and whatever. And you're like, well, that's all I have going into this. <laughs> I'm right. going to do my best. You get the ring and you're like, this is just a lot of cooking and cleaning. This is fucking bullshit. And you're like, great, I got the ring. I'm so tired. I can finally rest. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I will not be exercising or doing the weird things with you that I had to do before I was engaged. Thank you. We're stuck together now. (laughs) Yep. Legally, religiously, spiritually, emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I am now your ball and chain. (laughs) Not the other way around. (laughs) Yes, honey. I, yeah, I, oof. So the drink of this episode is going to be the grown up root beer float. This is four ounces of whiskey, six ounces of root beer and one scoop of ice cream. I have to say that I was never a fan of root beer floats growing up, but (sighs) put four ounces of whiskey in it and I am a fan. Fixes it. (laughs) I like root beer floats without the whiskey. I don't love whiskey. So it's a little bit like you ruined root beer floats, but. Oh, damn. It's still good. It's still delicious. I just would say. Three scoops of ice cream instead of one. But listen, make it a okay. hundred thousand calories instead of, you know, just a mere five. Right, 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 um, right, right, right. And then you'll be, you know, on your way to having a grown-up childhood version memory. I don't know. Yeah, some nostalgia and some uh, booze to wash that shit right <laughs> off. That's right. Uh, oh my gosh. Well said. <laughs> Poetry. Do you? So for me, the this the like sticky shit in the so there's something that happens in between, and I think this is actually what most people like. But there's something that happens in between the ice cream and the coke mm-hmm. where it becomes it's like swamp water, and I've always just been like, no, 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 no. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like sh- I don't know if it's the sugar or whatever it is, but it like it solidifies yeah. on the and it creates this like not just froth on the top because that's just root beer. It mm-hmm. creates this froth that has like dirt on it right it's like permanent yeah, yeah. like it's not gonna like go i away. mean i don't know i don't i don't drink it i just kind of watch it go down 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 as i inhale it like a pig but <laughs> like, oh, there it is and then by the time we get the froth i'm done because i've had a gallon of ice three cream, scoops of ice a cream. bottle of a two liter of <laughs> literally a handle of fucking whiskey in this shit Ugh. Um, four ounces is not a small amount for that i mean and it's sneaky because i don't feel like the whiskey is very strong in this flavor yeah you if there's anything that can cover that fucking burn it's it's ice cream i suppose Mm -hmm. um this might be good with fireball i don't like fireball but Mm, like a cinnamon some cinnamon in there Mm -hmm. i've never heard of cinnamon with vanilla ice cream but i'm definitely into like cinnamon flavored things so I yeah. Oof. Expectations. What a thing. Um, so I did a little bit of research on this and this kind of uh, how the fuck do you even start? I don't know what to do. So I uh, started with peddling in my head. OK, so the American dream, right? Like, what the fuck is that? Do other countries have the, you know, whatever dream? Um, what is stereotypically the what is adulting like what 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 is what is the expectation for your adulting um so i started where any um christian lady would on 
Urban Dictionary. And Um, So according to Urban Dictionary, the American dream, uh, the ideal American life as fed by the media is 2.3 children, white picket fences surrounding a split level house with a dog and a cat in a station wagon or a minivan to take the kids to sports practice. Impossible by its nature. That is so specific. (laughs) (laughs) That is so exhaustingly specific. I love the 2.3. I'm like, yes, let's yeah. just start with you. Yeah. Have fun achieving this. You dumb fucks. Does that mean um, like you have two kids and then you're like the third is on the way and that's the peak of your happiness? Is that what that means? <laughs> and it's there for a day and gone the next. <gasps> uh, George Carlin said of this, the reason it's called the American dream is because you have to be asleep to believe it. George Carlin. I, thank you. Thank you Thank for you. all of us. Thank you for breaking the freaking expectation for us so we can all live our best life. Thank you. Just, yeah, take a deep breath. Realize that this shit's going to be what it is. And we're just along for the ride. Now, I will say, uh, I, I get into the political arguments um, like it's fun. and Once in um, a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> a while being a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, I talk about this all the time uh, recently with like what we're experiencing in politics and like the way that things are are, are becoming uh, weaponized and suburbs are being targeted for protection or destruction and whatever. Um, I think this idea of the American dream has drastically changed. I think that this is outdated by about mm, 60 years. Mm -hmm. Um, While I think like our parents generation, probably it was something much closer to this i think that where we are now is is wildly different yeah preach at least that's right yeah at least stereotype like in terms of the masses absolutely priorities are different everything you're absolutely right yes so much yes yeah kids are getting married later kids are having kids later mm-hmm. um we talked about like the open relationship stuff the way that like families are formed now mm-hmm. women are God forbid. Women are working. <laughs> Women are going to be the vice president mm. and soon to be president. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, so the American dream is <clears throat> a fairy tale designed to make people conform, spend money that they don't have on stuff they don't need, work for less pay, and think that someday they can have everything they want. Mm. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> So tired. I always, when I was younger, had this tenacity about me that I, if I'm being completely honest with you, like I was of this expectation that we lived in a meritocracy. So that means you are promoted based on merit. If you are, if you work harder and you learn and adapt better than others, you will do better. And I'm constantly kicked in the ribs on that in a lot of different areas because that's not the way the world works. And my mom was smart enough to know. Yeah, my mom was smart enough to know that I was doing this. I was behaving in this way because she told me before I even realized it, you're acting like the world's a meritocracy. It ain't. Fix. Wow. Fix yourself because you're only going to give yourself more struggle. And I was like, yeah. shut up. I mean, like for many years, I was like, you don't just understand my willpower. You don't understand that I, what a fulfilling freaking dead end that is. 
But, you know, you just don't understand how hard I'm willing to work. Like, right. you don't even. But the world does not work that way. It. Do, I wish it did because right. I friggin ace that shit. But yeah. it doesn't work that way. So I struggled a lot with that in terms of um, making that fit the way the world is. And growing up is part of that. You have to mature into recognizing what the world is. And then play by those rules. If you expect at all to not only win, but just continue to play the game. Because I don't want to work less for more money. I want to work hard and make more money. I want to be good at what I do and be appreciated and recognized for what I do. And that just isn't always the case. There's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of um, other things, other variables that you're not privy to that make the end happen and you're like well how can i be smarter about this because my whole philosophy was if i'm smarter and i tactically adapt to what i learned i'll do better you can't because there's too many variables that's right there's too many variables that determine your success or your failure that you're not in control of so absolutely i struggle a lot with that if i'm honest because i want to succeed hard and like failure is not good for me. I don't like it. I don't, it's not one of those Sesame Street, like it's good for you. Like you'll learn. Right. Like, throw that in the Oscar, the garbage can. <laughs> That's how we started the episode. Uh-uh. Name your biggest failure and nope. when. Nope. Yeah. Cause yeah. I haven't had enough therapy about it yet. <laughs> I'm taking that shit to the goddamn grave. I can't talk to you about it until I've worked it out with my therapist. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I think that it's, 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 yeah. So like there's introverts, extroverts, and ambiverts. Ambiverts are those chameleon types. They're the types that, that are, uh, like you said, adapting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are very much that. And, and you are a very hard worker as well um, and highly motivated and go-getter. And I can see everything that you're saying. And I kind of like I'm visualizing that like slimy wet fish, like slapping me across the face every time that I'm like, I, I had this idea of what, work would be and like what school would be in a relationship and like every fucking turn it's like pow pow pow. i don't think you're alone i don't think you're alone i think that's most people they just don't talk about it just don't fucking talk about it so guess what the fuck we gonna do on this podcast we're gonna open this body up Mm -hmm. in a post-mortem autopsy ugly shit hold your breath because we're diving in we're going in and to do it in a nice, comfortable way. We're going to ease in and uh, go back to what we talked about in the, there was a food episode with the lady with like the little like uh, tweezers opening the lotus flower. And it was mm-hmm. making this really nice, delicate tea. That's what the fuck we finna do. Mm-hmm. Or we're so going to take a jacket to <laughs> it and break open the concrete. It's fine. We'll do one or the other. We'll find out. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is going to end up in tears and it's going to be okay. It's going to be both of us. <laughs> Spoiler. We yeah. will both be crying. Who will cry louder is what you should bet your money on. <laughs> I'm not dramatic. I've never once, no one has ever once accused me of being dramatic. Me neither. <laughs> um, Talking about expectations versus realities. Talking about um. What the fuck you think it's going to be? Um, I want to move now to kind of so like I was just my cousins just surprised me and I haven't seen some of them in years. And a lot of that is personal. A lot of that like I disconnected from my family kind of subconsciously 
um, just coming from conservative small town East Texas and being gay. And you can write the book there. Anybody knows that story. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of backed out a little bit. Um, and my cousins have like, we all kind of grew up in the same sort of situation. We all came from like pretty religious households and bumfuck woods. And are they the same age around? Um, so there's seven of us and we range from 27. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's one cousin that's older than me. Um, and she's just barely older than me, but she, she really was the leader in us growing up. Like she was the El Presidente. Like she was oh, the baby. one running the show. Um, I love her. Yeah. Oh, she's fabulous. So cool. And like literally all of my cousins are just like, it. it's mind blowing. We, we, we're like kind of having this like real housewives reunion. And we haven't seen each other and actually like talked to each other since actually kind of being adults. And like, we're like, I was going to say, since you were children still. Yeah. Still growing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how it went. It was amazing. It's great. It's, and, and like, we talked about this at length, actually, just like growing up, we all had different expectations of where we would end up. And none of us are exactly where we thought we would be, but. And we're and, and we're kind of in shell shock, and we're excited and happy about it at the same time. Um, but also mourning and recouping and regrouping from the narrative that you had that didn't get fulfilled. Right? You're you're kind of both like, okay, all right, I accept this. I accept this new pivot that we're taking. Right? Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 there's a there's a like finessed way to talk about it where it's like this shit has been crazy shit storm. I didn't know it was going to be like this. And at the same time, like, I mean, I'm on my feet and I'm alive and yeah, like coming from where we did. That means something like we not like it wasn't terrible, but like it, 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 just for all of us to be level headed and not one of us to be batshit crazy. Yeah, the odds are just not unless it's me. Yeah. No, 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 it isn't your beautiful wow. How old is the youngest? How old is the youngest of your seven? Group? My baby brother is uh, about to turn 17. Baby. So I'm the second oldest and he's the youngest. You're breaking into different generations. I mean, you're talking millennials. Oh, yeah. And Gen Z. Gen Z, yeah. But it's it's interesting because I wonder, please answer this for me as best you can. I'm sorry if you don't have your own but... Did you have to, or is this the start of an opportunity where you guys get to relearn who you are? I mean, Mm -hmm. you guys all had to be in each other's presence growing up, which is under a certain narrative and under a certain whatever priorities and whatever you're still learning who you are. Now that you guys are sort of nesting into who you're becoming, you're starting to take root into who you're becoming. Are you starting to relearn who you are or are you still speaking to each other? Like, because there are some individuals I'll say when I go home and talk to friends or whatever, there are some individuals that I revert back. It's just a natural subconscious thing. I revert back to who I was Mm -hmm. when I knew them, Mm -hmm. but then there's others that we kind of have to relearn who we are. I guess my question is to you, did you have the opportunity to re like like relearn who they are at this meeting when you all met with each other to like, oh, like he's really funny or like, oh, or he's really smart. She's really great. Like, did you were you illuminated or enlightened at all with any of the personalities that you met or had you already been going that route with these individuals that you kind of know who they are? Or who they're becoming. Yeah. Does that no, make sense? Like it, yeah. Yeah. And no, like it, it, we are absolutely strangers, essentially, wow. from 
from where we once were like you know i mean a, a couple of us wanted to be like pastors and preachers and involved in the church and sure. some of us wanted shared uh, experience shared childhood yeah of course yeah yeah and like i don't it's just funny because like we, it was such a big part of our growing up and every single one of us were all pretty damn liberal we're all and like like lib liberal and we're all we all feel the same way about faith <laughs> could take left and then go further um hard left we're gonna call that a hard <laughs> do a loop and then keep going <laughs> i love you so much you're perfect and what's so cool about this thing is that i think that this is happening with everyone i don't think that this is like a unique experience for the smith yeah. clan right yeah. i think that generation i think it's gen z too like i think gen z is leading this like be what the fuck you want to be and like let's get on with the show because yeah. i've been watching y'all fight over stupid shit for far too long mm. and we just it's completely open conversation that there is no shame there is no fear of yeah rejection. we write our own rules right we write and, our own rules yes. and gen zers are saying guys we write the, we write our own rules so like let's like take the pen and like change it yeah, yeah. And like tell like and the like unload like expose like uh, uh confess Brene. get it off of you I can take it I want it like stop I have all of my cousins are ridiculous there's one cousin in particular that we all are just like Jesus Christ and she doesn't even know who Brene Brown is and she is exactly like Brene Brown mm -hmm. and she's just a fucking uh, she's she just studied healthcare and policy and she's gonna get into um uh. Uh, higher education uh, what's that called masters or yeah whatever. yeah masters i got an art degree so i don't fucking know no. more school to yeah. make it yeah so uh good shit coming for her but just mind-blowing did you write down on a piece of paper like brene accent over the e you will be interneting this later did you like get, <laughs> i need you to know this person I kind of i was like i you you need to know and at the same time i'm like she's so she, she literally, without knowing who Brene is, without yeah. knowing the thing, we were talking about something. And she goes, oh, well, that's shame. That's just something hiding is shame. Oh that's God, shame. And you, I was like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. You don't know, really? And she's like, no, 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 I don't. I just, you know, it, uh, it just it, emotionally so savvy, like genius level. Great, 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 great. Um, but I brought all of that up to say there were expectations in place for me coming from that sort of. The, the big yeah. family unit was like, well, this is the first son. So the first son yeah. has leadership in raising the rest of the kids, which <laughs> I was a fucking bully and atrocious and have guilt. But we have all uh, talked about it and we're on a good path now. Um, but you, you're going to get good grades. You're going to be a lawyer and you're going to raise kids and then you're going to die. And like. Oof, I've let down so many people if that was like the true reality <laughs> of what the fuck they thought I was going to be. You like you know, your grandparents are like lawyer or doctor, right? I remember saying, I want to be a truck driver because I like the way that they pivot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the most artistic thing I've ever heard about truck drivers before. And I love it so much. It's the way they pivot. And they make some... Decent fucking money. I've been thinking about that. Should get on the road, have some time to myself. 
Again, though, to me, if I do say so in my not-so-humble opinion, you are such an artist. Listen to you. Listen to the words that come out of your mouth and how your brain expresses and puts words together. You are such an artist. Starving. But you, well, (laughs) I'm just telling you, you're a poet, you're an artist. Uh, Don't give up on that. But no, I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I get what you're saying. And like, I get the practicality too of like, listen, I just want to do my day's work. Like what I'm hearing you say, and please, please tell me that I'm wrong if I am. But you're like, I don't know that I need to like fulfill, like you all seem family to have this feeling of power and like um, establishment. Like I have to get myself to a place of establishment that is worth everybody's time. I don't know that I need that. You're like, I could be a truck driver and make a good salary I can be happy and society can like it or not, but like I can make good money. I can be a happy person. I can do what I enjoy doing. Is that not enough? That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. Um, Like it doesn't have to be something that the whole societal norm, the culture goes, Ooh, wow. He must be important. Right. And we're going to get into that in, in the last part of this pod, because uh, there's this thing going around right now, uh, individualism, right? Individualist culture and society is very, very important to Western uh, uh, nations. Um, and on top of uh, uh, individualists, it's uh, there's this weird word on Twi- on Twitter all the time now that's ex- American exceptionalism is like this like political thing that they're trying to do right now, which is mm-hmm. just absolutely blows my fucking mind because it's it's just xenophobic in nature. Mm-hmm. And the way that people can just believe because of some citizenship that that makes you exceptional really haven't taken a good look in the mirror. Uh, because honey that is average so that was my like thing right what what was your like what pressures did you feel that you needed to uh aspire to or conform to Mm. what was the what was your expectations for you that's a really good question oh my gosh that's a big question i didn't have any pressures from my family to do anything Except, and I'm not judging, but the only pressure that I ever got from that I got externally, because don't worry, your girl did it all internally. (laughs) It's like I had the best situation. Like there were so many people that would be like, oh, my God, you had people not riding you. You didn't have dragon mothers that were like forcing you to like get grades and things you didn't care about. No, I didn't. I just put it all on myself. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the, um, the only thing that I would say, and this doesn't come from judgment, it comes from growing up and learning what mothers do and, and fathers. I think I felt a little more like leaning toward art, art stuff. I felt a Mm -hmm. little more free spirit, but to be fair to my, my parents, they recognized in me that I didn't have the temperament or the patience for being an artist. Cause being an artist, I had the artistic sense, right? I had the art skill. I had the passion. I had the deep thinking and whatever dark periods that you all have, right. but I didn't have, and I still don't have, cause I'm an ambivert. I'm a hybrid fucking beast. I didn't have the patience to suffer like a lot of artists have to do for their art. Ooh. And my mother and father, I think recognize that mostly my mother 
recognized that in me pretty early and they were like, listen, I love that you like, I want to validate who you are as an artist. I want you to know that like, this is important. This is, this is the stuff we pay big bucks to go see. Like we go to musicals, we buy art on the wall, whatever. Like, don't think that that's worth nothing because it it's worth everything. And if you can connect to something, which I think my mother recognized pretty early that I had that connection to like deep thinking and whatever, but she was like, you gotta fall back on. So it's that typical, like, you gotta fall back on something that society will allow How are you to make, make money, money on and be substantial because she right. came from a place like her mother was a widow in her 30s and had four kids. Jeez. So her my mom's upbringing was very much like, you gotta make a paycheck. And then after right. that, do whatever the world needs you to do, whatever your heart tells you to do, but like cross that threshold first so i went into not not because of my parents like instruction but i initially went into college for psychology because i thought it was a good medley of art and intellect i thought it was a very creative place to have conversations with people and break them down and like let's work on you and whatever when the school that I ended up going to was way more science-based, like they were more training kids to graduate and write papers and do studies. They were Mm. not training you to practice. So I was disappointed in that. And then I ended up changing my major a couple of times because I'm dramatic and artistic. No, I'm just indecisive and unsatisfied. Uh, Right. I want to be under the gun the entire time. That's right. I want to like find the perfect thing. And oh my God, this doesn't fulfill me the way that I thought it did. Switch, switch, switch. But the point yeah, is, my, the, to answer your question, I'm sorry. The whole point is my parents were very much like, I recognize that you are an artist in some capacity. There's going to be a world for you that you need to make sure that that's in it. We mm-hmm. get that. However, you don't seem to have the agreeable personality for the instability that comes with uh, an artist's life. So you need to figure out how you can make those work or at worst do the thing you need to do at your day job and then do the other thing as a hobby. So I don't love that, but they're kind of right. Like I, I couldn't just flow. I mean, if I, I mean, la la, I am an artist. I don't make any money, but like, I like, I have that brain in me. It frustrates me, but I have to move forward. So like, and I have to make a paycheck. So that's why I went into communication. No, that was perfect. That was in like, that's, I'm kind of coming from a similar place. Um, Funny how. And your parents are both like the most artistic people from what you've told me. I'm sorry to interrupt, but your parents are the most, they sound so artistic to me their brains yeah sound so artist to me continue i'm so sorry yeah I'm so sorry. no that's right yeah that they are and, and like that was a big you know like it, it's like the grandparents and the pressure with like the um the the big money society standard job kind of thing echelon type shit mm-hmm. and my parents when i was growing up my mom was an in, a kitchen interior designer she specialized in kitchens and then my father was a contractor Um, He owned a contracting business, but um, uh, he had a degree in commercial art, which is graphic design. And it sounds like me. It sounds like he got a degree in something substantial, pay the bills, but he's exactly, yeah, exactly. 
and he and and he with a minor in photography he <gasps> artist uh yeah he's a he's a tried and true absolute artist and i when i was growing up he made quite a few pieces mm. um that uh he sold a couple and he's been commissioned a couple times and he does it in his free time because his his cultural expectation from his raising is that he provides he's the leader it's up to him oh my God, and the pressure of that yeah. Yeah. with being an artist of course I, you can't I'm, have both which do you want more exactly yeah. and like and 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 then all of a sudden you look up and you're 27 and you have kids and mouths to feed and you're an mm. artist at heart. I I can't even fathom. I'm 27 right now, and like, listen, I have no chance of having a kid anytime soon. <laughs> and I'm fucking thankful because I can't even. I don't know. I don't know. People are are so strong and resilient. Um, but yeah, my parents both creatives, uh, but both entrepreneurs also. So That's when a I symptom was of being creative, an entrepreneur yeah. is a symptom of oh, being yeah. creative too. Anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, 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 and you're a pure uh, artist. You're a, you're not a mixed breed, man. You're not anything. You're a purebred artist born from pure artists. I was born (laughs) into it. And like, I, I, in a lot of ways, they're a lot more artistic than I am. They really like, I have some talent and like, I have some skills that were taught. Um, he does, um, he made our logo and he also made our banner on our social media pages. You should look at it because Matt. he made that out of nothing and it is gorgeous. Nope. It's gorgeous. Oh, thanks. It's gorgeous. I'm like, I'm super not. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm not passionate at all about graphic design. I really don't. I don't give a fuck about like, I think digital art is cool. And I think that there are people that like blow my socks off. I know that I'll never be that. So I'm just kind of like, Bleh. um, you have such an eye for it though. Sorry. <sighs> I let me stroke your ego yeah. a little more Thanks. on the thing you don't care about. <laughs> Just and like it's funny because like in college, in courses, I was like literally out loud, does anybody actually like this? And everyone was like, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like this is great. <laughs> and I was like, day. This this is it? Like this is what the fuck? Like we're gonna argue over type? What, what is your fuck? thing? Really quick, what is your thing that like is the thing? Uh, What's your it's... graphic design equivalent? I don't know if it's writing and I didn't know it. I don't know if it's I'm not good at painting, which frustrates me because I ha- I want to be good at it and I've never like, I'm not good at it taken I've never taken like the classes to like no. I don't know like the technical stuff. I know like Me too. I know my way around, but I don't know like the the process in the right way. Um I'm a bit, I'm big, like, I like to sculpt things. So I think like I cook a lot, even I'm really shit at cooking. I cook a lot because it's, it's using my hands just to make things is my closest mm-hmm. way of sculpting. I like have like clay in the house that I'll like, I have like some little models that I'll make and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. We're very similar in that we both have that creative organ that has to be, in fact, it was you. And I think I've said this in this podcast. It was you that said, um, that muscle must be flex. If that, if that creative heart isn't pumping it destroys it has it's doing one or the other there is no middle ground mm-hmm. um which i think is like way crazy wisdom um and absolutely right if you're not creating something and feeding that beast you're gonna be suffering consequences that beast is gonna be eating you like that like it, yeah you feed it and it yeah yeah and it just <laughs> Yep. If you're a creative, you, you're just like, yep. And if you're not, you go like, I don't know what you mean. That sounds crazy. And you're like, yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You want to trade? Just for a yeah. fucking day? Want to trade? I'm very no. tired. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I could like make stuff and it'd be like good at it. It's like, yeah, but like you're yeah. going to have that need to do it and it's going to exhaust yeah. you. Make you crazy. And you're already pissed. You're mm-hmm. just already. You're already mad at the world because that's emotionally half the wrong. equation to being an artist. Exactly. Is being Ill, like ill satisfied with whatever you're given. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. See you next week. Enjoy. Um, Don't kill yourself in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Good fucking luck. Uh, so growing up with like specifically those two, very creative. Uh, I got a pass in college because they were like, oh, go, stu- go, go study uh, uh, entrepreneurship, right? So I go study business at TCU, which is like a lifetime opportunity. And I fucking blew it Mm-mm. because I was like, this is stupid. I'm getting a degree in business. Everything is business. It's like, I remember calling yeah. my mother and being like, this is getting a degree in breathing and it's not going to get me anywhere. Which oh like, God. if I could go back, I would be making 250K right now and eating fucking lobster out of my own asshole for the fun of it. But no. Here, the fuck? No, not necessarily. Okay. I minored in business and I hated every fucking second of it. <laughs> no, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it too. Because I think I was- we're similar brained. We have the artist brain. Mm-hmm. We have the creative brain, Can't and I do just it. don't think you're you're that or you're this, and we were this, so yeah. this. So no, I don't think you're wrong, and I don't think you blew it. I think you definitely went with your instincts on what didn't fit for you, and that it, you are the better for it. If you, because you're not That's equating, true. you would have made whatever a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, whatever thing. You been would have been miserable. If you think you're struggling with anything in your life now, <laughs> yeah, if you were in so an industry true. that you had to go nine to five to deal with business stuff, B two B chains, business to business change, yeah, or chain whatever, B two C business to consumer, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this that's the kind of stuff that people like are on the news about because that's they right are not alive anymore. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's, that's Listen, some bad I'm not judging <laughs> the business brain people who like it. I'm just oh, saying yeah. a creative brain in that environment is not good. That's all I'm saying. A creative should be creative. I think it was you that did you mention this in the last podcast where it, it was that there's people in Japan were mm-hmm. literally falling out on the street because yeah, of pressure? Stress. That was the stress episode. Yeah. There's a, yeah. even a word for it, but it was a whole culture. People were dying in their 30s and 40s. They were dropping dead of heart attacks. Creatives and stuff. in a business fucking Let alone setting. killing themselves and stuff because of the stress. Yeah. yeah. It's it there's a part of that that obviously rings true that like some of these people weren't cut out for that kind of a working environment. They don't get a joy out of it. They don't get fulfillment out of it. And think about that. That kind of pressure to feed your family and you hate it. And you yeah. do it anyway, and yeah. you have a lot to prove. I mean, it's a lot of expectation. It's a lot. Yeah. Expectation is a is a uh, fucking landmine, mm. and uh, yeah, I got, I got like a dog now, and like when he's running low on food, I'm they're so needy, and like no, he's great, but like imagine a kid, Jesus. I mean. They are intensely difficult, but, <laughs> but it's angel funny because your biology will tell you, like, I was never a particularly avid baby person. Like, I'm like no, thank you. Do you want to hold him? No, thank you. I'm, right. No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is but it going to shit on here's me? a present because that's what <laughs> I'm supposed to do. But when I had my kid, the the biology just changes. So if mm-hmm. and when you decide to have a child, the biology, I hear myself. I hear you're going like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I believe that whole. Your biology just changes. Cause I was you. 
And I was like, mm, no, thank you. And I didn't like my sister was pregnant before I had any babies and the baby was kicking and I could see the moves in her stomach. And yeah. I freaked out so much that I left the room because I was like, that's alien. That's the movie alien. And I'm it, interested. Yeah. It's going to pop out and kill us. <laughs> and it could. I mean, it like, <laughs> who knows? But then like, I had my own and then it was different. So I'm just saying, like, if you have yours, you might find that you're like, this one is the best and all the rest are garbage. Because that's kind of where I am. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, yes. Um, Thank you. That's very good to know. I want to know. See, because when I look at you, I think you you come from a very artistic (laughs) background. No, you come from an artist background. And you're very, very, very good and smart about things that we don't tend to measure in our culture. And the Mm. only reason I know that is because I think, oh my God, gasp, a woman tells, says something that she's good at. She's a witch, burn her. I think I'm good at that too. And so I recognize it in you. And I think the things that they aren't measuring on the scale of intelligence and the scale of like, you know, whatever it is, like street wiseness, it's not what it is, but like we're street artistic. Smart, so smart. we understand people and we understand thinking, we understand motivation and we understand incentive and we understand relationships. Yeah. Nothing is ever shit. measured. Nothing is ever measured as a success factor on that scale, but yet we're really good at those things and we can navigate relationships really well, but we don't get any kind of credit for that or paycheck. Yeah, and Just like saying. today, you're so spot on today. It's bewildering to me. Like you and I both work in PR adjacent. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm PR adjacent and you're PR. Yeah, yeah. I'm, marketing, I'm PR adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. marketing, uh, advertising, graphic design, yep. uh, corporate, whatever. So it's it's bewildering to me listening to what people think other people are thinking. And like, why this thing isn't selling doesn't make sense to me because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I know why it's not selling. It's too expensive. Yeah. Like, you, you, your whole frame of reference on whatever ship we're sailing here, you're you're missing out. And and I talk about this with like my politics stuff too. But I, I we sell. I think that we see this in each other. I think you're spot on. But like, 120 million people don't vote, right? Those yeah. people, the people who vote either have money or have stake in the game. And then I think that the rest of the people that don't Don't vote are poor people because nobody is telling them, nobody's talking to them. It's middle class and up for both parties. I think that if a a party taps into poor people, legit poor people, because poverty is at 47% in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. Soon to be over 50 after coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So if you... Somebody has to tap into the poor folk. And like there's so many poor folks in America, but the American dream has completely whitewashed the reality of what we live. Mm-hmm. And you can just completely like I don't even know that you like people are like technically even ignorant to it. I think they have no idea it exists. And like they're never taught about it. They never see it. It's not it's it's not real. And they can or just they go on their whole entire life. Like, I can't compete. You know how much how many elements I need to even start this game. I don't have the tokens to even play this arcade game. I don't even have the quarters to start it. So I'm just going to live over here. And y'all who want to play the game, who have the like wherewithal and the means to start, can go ahead and oh, do that. Oh, 
Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm coming from like the the people at the top are just completely ignorant oh. to everything else oh, happening in the bottom. No, you're right. You're right. The people at the top are not aware. They're just playing. The, they're the. Did you ever play Goldeneye when you were younger? Did you ever play that? 007 uh, Goldeneye. I just bought it actually. Yeah. There's a feature on there that's the golden gun. And when you have the golden gun, you can kill anyone with one shot. It's super easy. It's like basically being invincible yes. on the hack of the game. Come on, the, Caitlin. The top elite people yes. are the people on GoldenEye that have the are golden the... gun. And they can just yes! be like, oh, da, 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 boop. I don't know. Is, am I playing this right? Am I even hitting the button right? I don't know. And everyone else is oh like God. struggling <laughs> to like figure out the codes and like do the yeah. cheats and work their way yeah. through the system. And they're like, I just have the golden gun. I can yeah. kill anyone with one shot. That's what it is. Yeah. And, the, and like, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's even with like, even our perspective is coming from like middle class mm -hmm. somewhere um, or, mm -hmm. or, or near it. Right. And like, I think that the best way that this is coming to my frame of reference is like passports. Look at passports. Look at where like how, the people who have passports, where do they live? Oh, what do they do? Tell me what that means. Cause I don't know what that means. Who has passports? Pass a, a passport is a, it's a thing that you get if you have the expendable income to go on vacations that might not even be lavish, yeah. right? Like just to get to Mexico, yeah. you're going to need a passport. So the people who have passports Ex have income that they- Disposable income. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I never thought of and... that before. So people below a certain level of income mm -hmm. don't have passports. They just naturally won't have Because they've got it. more important things to pay for. The food and like mm. getting their kids to school and a backpack and shoes and all of these things that a car for fuck's sake how many people have cars and like look at poor wow. people who don't have cars what if you we like we've got to figure out a better way to like break this shit down because i just i was in puerto rico with your passport <laughs> just well no, no i don't no, need no, it no. to go you there didn't need it. You didn't need it. <laughs> um crazy shit actually i didn't know anything about the politics and then i was there and i actually stayed in a hotel that was i shit you not a block and a half mm. from the governor's mansion mm. and she, she just lost her primary but she's doing this like trump thing where she's like i'm suing y'all because this wasn't right because of coronavirus and they hate her there they were like rioting uh her name is wanda and there was just mm. hashtag by wanda all over san juan old san juan um but like work yeah um but i'm sitting on the beach and i'm like conflicted because i'm like i'm telling myself that i deserve mm -hmm. this because i've worked my ass off yeah. and i need a fucking break and at the same time it's so unfair that i get to even do this like this is so silly there's so many half of the nation can't mm -hmm. even fathom this and here the fuck i am and i'm not holding my weight in the world and i'm taking and I'm like getting it. I'm saying it out loud and I'm getting it off my chest and I'm processing it and all of these things. And I think that you and I have a tendency, these immeasurable, I don't know. It's, I guess it's just the creative thing. I guess you're right. You were also conditioned in a much, I mean, you've got, I'm not belittling the struggle of anybody outside of the United States. I'm not because I don't know and I can't put a, price tag or a, a weight on any of it. So I'm not, I'm just isolating that out and just looking at the United States, but I'm just being conditioned in the United States 
we have a certain expectation that we have to fulfill and that creates certain stressors. And so just because other people are suffering more or differently than we are in a different, in a different life circumstance doesn't mean that our stress is worth any less because our intensity is very high to have, and our expectation to have to succeed is very high. So while I would say, yes, their stuff is, if you're, if you're measuring apples and oranges, are they really suffering? Like are, are there people in the world that are really suffering to eat, to have clean water, um, you know, not to be at war with another area? Like, absolutely, absolutely. Those things exist. But they can exist in a world big enough for people who are in a first world country who are also suffering psychological stressors of expectations in a first world. Like we're allowed to have that stress too. No, yeah, I I agree with that. And I I think allowed is a weird word. Um, I think that like, I think that we do. I'm not belittling our stress. I I think that it's just wild that... uh, people can go their whole lives without vacationing. People can go like Americans can like, like fuck like uh, third world countries. Like there are poor people in the States that never leave their hometown because because they they fucking can't. And like, that just doesn't make sense to me because Jeff Bezos and like we, we speaking of expectations and aspirations, we aspire to, and like myself included, like I look at these lists only because I want to eat these fuckers, (laughs) not because I want to be them. But like, we look at these lists of like, the most rich people in the world. And it is just mind blowing. And most of them you have, you've mm-hmm. never even fucking heard of. Mm-mm. It's not Beyonce and it's not uh, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. It's people, it's people that inherited gas money from fucking 400 years ago. And yeah. And the, the guy that started Dell and it's just, it's, it's how nuts. can we ever and like, aspire to be anywhere in between? Like, how do we find our place when there's, the billionaire Jeff Bezos's of the world. And then there's the impoverished, like, how do we feel okay in the middle? How do we do that? Right. And holding on all the while, holding on to the promise of if you work hard, you can make it. And it's bullshit because like the people who have made it were born with it. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's white privilege. Don't, don't (laughs) keep it in. It's what, but it's like the whole thing. And I love this because the American dream, the way that that uh, fairy tale designer, people can form, spend Mm -hmm. money they don't have on stuff they don't need, work for less pay and think that someday they can have everything they want. I think that that is so spot on. And and it's what it is, is it's fucking greed. Because what the political party's system has done, these, (laughs) uh, I'm trying to say Republicans, but I'm going to say Republicans. What the Republicans have done is they've convinced small businesses. They give a fuck about them and they don't. That's why the corporate tax cuts went to the corporations, not to the small businesses. And they've convinced poor folk and uh, middle-class poor folk, not like poverty, poor folk. They've convinced Mm -hmm. people that own small businesses that they aren't going to raise their taxes they're going to protect them and give them nothing for it. And then you got another system that's saying like, we're going to tax the rich. We're going to take from the companies that make the most money to make things fair because we all mm-hmm. drive these same roads that were built by the government and we're all taught by the teachers mm-hmm. that are paid mm-hmm. by our taxes. Da, 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 da. So we've got <laughs> to figure this shit out. 
and it starts in November. So November 3rd, if you need a ride to the poll, I don't give a fuck. If you live in Atlanta, call me. I will be there and uh, we'll get you to the goddamn polls because this is I'm going to need so many medications. Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's a very tricky. Uh, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like gambling. Come live this life. Mm. Win big. Mm-hmm. And then you mm, come yeah, in yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, most yeah. people lose in the quarter slots or they lose at the roulette table or whatever. And then they walk away broken, not only broken, but like feeling like it was their Damn. fault that they didn't play smarter. All the while the house is in favor of the house. Hmm? Right. Tricked you. Girl, girl. That was good shit right there. I pay attention when you talk because you've got gospel, sir. No, no, no. No, it's, but it's part of growing up, isn't it? Not falling into the trap. Uh, so I live in, on, a, on a street that's got a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants. It's cultural district. Um, it's where we need to promote our podcast. Just saying. I'm not shouting at you. Yes. That's the artsy town. Yeah, I need it. Well, everything's fucking closed. But uh, the second that the bars open back up, I'll get some big prints and be like, bitches. Um, what I moved here. I used to live when I was growing up, I lived under the trees, tall ass pine trees. Couldn't see the sky. Moved here. First time seeing a storm mm-hmm. rolled in. What the fuck is mm-hmm. that? It scared the shit out of me watching like the leaves and the trees move. I'm like, okay, so like, this is, does the fish know it's in water? No. I, no have I said no, this? Definitely. Have I got on this spiel before? Okay. Does the fish know it's in water? No, because we don't even know that we're in fucking yeah. water and we're talking about the fish. So like, the trees are like corals and the bars and the businesses are like lobster traps and we are just fucking lobsters and we just fall into the same Whoa. stupid bullshit again and again and again because it's what society expects of us but we expect yeah. of ourselves I'm, i have to go out to hang out Whoa. with my friends because that's what you do and the only place to do that is at the bar and it's a fucking lobster trap it's and it's nothing. Ooh. It's a fucking nothing. And it's just I'm I'm in the middle of processing this thing that I'm like lobster traps, lobster traps, lobster traps everywhere. Um walking into it just not it just aloof. That is such a illuminating way to think of it and you're absolutely right. We're going into these habits. I'll tell you, Kendall, I am hearing what you're saying and I'm I'm going to be completely I say this 100 times. I know it means nothing. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I <laughs> and only you <laughs> for me in 2020 because everything's closed Greg and I my husband and I sit down and we listen or sorry we watch Netflix in our evenings as like part of our like communal time like after the kids asleep and after the work is done and after the jobs are done and after the dogs are fed and all the things that we're co-existing we're co-pilots all day we're co-pilots and then the evening comes and we have this opportunity to connect and we have this opportunity to decompress well those two don't necessarily go together Mm -hmm. right in a time Mm -hmm. that's very high stress because 2020 2020 (laughs) is the end eating everybody's lunches let's put that on a i'm gonna put that on an infographic i'm gonna put that on social 2020 is eating everybody's lunches. Okay. The bully that's eating everybody's lunches. 
So Greg and I, like, because it worked for us for a really long time, like, we were like, oh, my God, I just need a minute. We would watch The Office again. We would watch Parks and Rec. We would pick whatever show, a new show, whatever, a movie. I am getting to a point very recently where I'm feeling exactly what you're saying, Kendall. I'm, I think you're onto something. Because I start getting really restless when we sit down and we watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Or show or whatever. And I think he is too. And we're both getting to this place where we're like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because Netflix is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to decompress with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Well, is that exactly what we're supposed to do? Or are we supposed to like, you know, turn off the television and reconnect and like spend time with each other and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Have time together and, and reconnect together instead of like kind of zombie on. Yeah. And so what you're saying reminds yeah. me a lot of that. What you're saying reminds me a lot of like the mm-hmm. idea. And I'm I'm telling you, like, even the stuff when it's so Greg and I take turns because we have different tastes. We take turns. You know this about our show. Like, it's your night. It's my night. Yeah. I pick, you pick. No questions asked. We have to sit right. through it and suffer through it because that's what marriage is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking mature, by the way. Like, I would struggle so Otherwise, hard. Otherwise, it's like the few things you have in common and then you never watch any movies together. But. Even even when it's my night, I'm yes, like, true. I don't know that I want to do this. I don't feel fulfilled and I don't right. feel good. But the instinct, Kendall, the instinct is to keep doing that. The instinct is to keep yep. moving forward. It's You're wrong instinct. for feeling that way. But I think in the, at the end of the day, I think, like, do I need to just turn off the TV and do a fucking puzzle with my husband? Or, like, I mean, it's small. It's a small right. adjustment. But it means everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think you're onto something. Absolutely. And it's a great addition because it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Instinct is a big part of it. Yeah. it, it or influence. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. Easily influenced. I think that we're very easily influenced. And um, I mean, shit, there's like, I, I can see somebody on Instagram and be like, I like that. And like change the way that mm. I look because I like that because I'm that easily influenced. I will walk into a lobster trap on Instagram that I signed up for. Sometimes over I even and over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, I shouldn't be looking at my phone right now in this social situation. And I look at my phone and I'm like, I'm still looking at my phone. I don't even want to. Yeah. But I do it because it's habit. Yeah. It, it's it's just habit. Yeah. It's like nature now. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to fly through these because the end here is cool and I want to get to it. Um, but I just kind of surprised by um, here's a list of some things that um, visitors that had an idea of America, the United States, and then came here and they were surprised by these <laughs> couple of things. This was like kind of one of those. Yeah. Yeah. How fucking rude everyone is. Um I, I found this on one of his websites. It was like, if you're like gearing up to tra- like travel abroad or like uh, study abroad. Brace yourself for America. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, <laughs> uh, cust- first thing, customer service. In stores, when a sales assistant says, can I help you? He or she actually means, can I help you? What? I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I, I guess in other places that they don't do. I don't know. Weird to me. Um, second thing, humility, how open Americans are about their shortcomings and always ready for self-criticism. You and me plus comedy. (laughs) 
No, yeah. self-deprecation yeah. is the most approachable it's true. form of comedy slash like friendship building, whatever. People are drawn to us when we make fun of ourselves because, oh my God, they're not like an asshole. Yes. It's the rule. It's the rule. Right. Right. That's what made Joan Rivers a genius, right? It was 50% about her and Same. 50% about somebody else. And that's what makes you think that get that's it, not get away with it, but that's the art of it. The art of it is that because otherwise it's the bullying. And if you, if, yeah, you got to have that. It's so important. How dare you have confidence in yourself if you're not self-deprecating and aware of all your flaws to a pathological level in America. So I work with Brits and, um, I work with Brits a lot and they don't have that same sort of deprecation (laughs) that we have. So they look at us and I very much was aware, excuse me, when they were like, when we would talk about things or work through things or talk about work stuff, home stuff, I was very, very aware that they were like, (laughs) they they never said it because they were more graceful than that, but they were very like, I feel like you're broken inside, but like, I don't want to say it. <laughs> right. I, I'm sorry. Are you broken? I'm so sorry. Are you broken? And I'm like, um, I'm not yes. broken. The United That's States. It. The United you States are. broke me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but so, and I recognize that because I had other colleagues that were American yeah. that were struggling the same way I was. Yeah. And they were all kind of looked at the same way. Where the Brits were like, like, hold it together. Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, okay, but like, been raised in America? You don't know. You don't even know. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's a cultural thing. And like, it's not all us. It's not all our flaws. It's the flaws we've been taught to feel about ourselves. Yes. And some, this just popped into my head somewhere in that I just recently learned, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? No, I don't know how it started, but I know the saying. Yeah. Tell me. There's a secret. So the saying, the saying means like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like get your shit together. Come on, let's go. Like giddy up motherfucker. Okay. It, It started. This is crazy. I think it is military, but it started because it's literally impossible. You cannot pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You can't do it. It's impossible. So the point of it, it actually in the beginning was don't be doing what? something that you can't do. Like you're focusing on something that is impossible. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're being ignorant. Like, <laughs> oh, we totally fucked that up. Right. And like, that is kind of like that's kind of this like Amer- like right in line with american exceptionalism there's this like get up and do your damn shit and like what do you want me it's to impossible. do what no do you- you're right like i will try but it is impossible to do it yeah kendall yeah. that's yeah. amazing i'm yeah. gonna keep that in my pocket so there's a um we need to do an episode on this because i'm a nerd but greek mythology yes fuck was i say this so much to people who don't understand it and then i'm like i understand you don't and they're like that doesn't make you smarter that just makes you an asshole and i'm like okay fair uh sisyphus was in greek mythology someone who was cursed by the gods whatever to roll a a boulder uphill and then every right, time that he right, would roll yeah. it uphill, it would roll back down and he'd have to roll it up again. So the idea of being Sisyphean, right. Sisyphus, so Sisyphean, okay. 
okay. is to do a project that takes a lot of energy, do a lot, put a lot of work in mindful heart and soul and labor into it that will never, ever, ever be fulfilled. Wow. So I say that Damn. a lot. I'm like, this is a Sisyphean project or this is Sisyphean. And they're like, ah, you, what? Like, what an <laughs> asshole. And I'm like, sorry. The- I just minored in history and that's my world. But the point is, that's what this is. What you were saying is like, it's Sisyphean. Yeah. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is Sisyphean. You roll the boulder up the hill. You put all the work in. You do all the heart that is necessary of being a winner, right? You have everything you need to, like, Disney movie succeed. And then it rolls back right. down again. And then you have no success. And then you just have to do it again. And you're doomed to do it forever. It's Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, like, some heavy, heavy handed uh, sprinkling of that shit in here. Now, I, like, I, <laughs> Well said. You can. I don't even know that I believe <laughs> that. Yeah, I like look work hard and yeah. I think that's just absolutely false because like, bitch, I am tired, honey, and I've been working my ass off and I have nothing. To we are not for. tired. We are weary. We are weary and broken. Yeah, we need mm. some. We need some help here. Anybody? Um, okay, number. I think this is four. Public transport. There's almost no public transportation except in few large cities. People actually have to have cars to get places. Cars are a necessity, not luxury. Interesting. Wow. Um, in America. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, speaking of not giving a fuck about poor folk, other countries, yeah. public transport is a big deal. And then you come here and you're just like, walk. <laughs> um, <laughs> walk or buy a car. It's not my problem. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Which about a, a lack of independence, right? It's an expectation of independence and money that you expect of someone exactly. that they don't have in other countries. Okay. Which makes me want to jump. I'm going to skip. Actually, there's two more university concentrations. The fact that you can go to a, a art and go get an art degree and then become an accountant and then get an MFA in accounting mm-hmm. or whatever MBA in accounting. Uh, that's weird to folks and then obviously portion sizes um but to stick onto what you were saying because you're talking about individuality and talking about like uh um not individual uh, yeah. uh independence independence is a very very core part of individualist societies so this is the big bow tie this is the crescendo yeah. to the shindig Culture and personality. Your culture is not determined by border necessarily. It's more by the people around you. So that can be from like there's church culture, there's family culture, there's art culture, there's Texan culture, there's whatever. So I'm just going to go over two of them. There's (laughs) 17 million ways to talk about this shit and we're like freud's gonna pop up in let's here let's bring somewhere. him back into this shit again <laughs> i missed him <laughs> yeah. didn't you uh so starting with individualist versus collectivist culture now i think immediately off the top of your head you'll have ideas about what this means but the breakdown yeah. is kind of interesting and not very long so Individualist culture prioritizes self-improvement in satisfying their own needs before the needs of others. The thought is, is that if everyone takes care of themselves, the group will thrive and become self-sufficient. This leads to people who are highly independent and self-reliable. How do you feel about that, that one? 
Where do you sit on that? Well, that's interesting because the second half says they are weak in collaboration and teamwork. They struggle to pass off work to others, which I know you and I both do. Yeah. Usually distance psychologically and emotionally from others because working with others is seen as an option and is not necessarily required. Yeah. In media, and not like news media, but like our, our All of mediums. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. often characterized as men and Western culture. Oh. Interesting. It's very, the oxygen drops down in the plane. You take care of yourself first to then take care of others. We've gone over that a couple, like that's like, I say that shit, right? Like that shit's so, this culture is so ingrained in me that it's fundamental to who I am. Yeah. So wait, explain to me. I'm so sorry. Explain to me. Where you sit on the spectrum. I'm not clear on where you sit on the spectrum in terms of how intensely independent you sit. I know you sit somewhere on the spectrum, but I want to know good, better what you mean. Good good question. I don't know. I don't know. Let me define the second part of it, yeah. the other side of the spectrum, okay. and then let's discuss. Okay. So on the other side, you've got collectivists. Yeah. So collectivist culture is taught to focus on the needs of the group. Yeah over self. So everyone will benefit if everyone looks out for each other. Harmony and interdependence is highly valued. So you have folks who are extremely close to each other psychologically and emotionally. And sometimes this can be problematic because it can lead to us versus them because the group is so well connected. Um, In media, this is often characterized by women. And like imagery wise, women and Eastern cultures. So I think for me, it's interesting because like a part of the United States's character is so supremely individualistic. Yeah. And I have that in my bones. And then on the other hand, I fundamentally believe in, and this is a learned thing, that we need to focus on the needs of the group because we've left people behind. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. This is one of those things. It's like, I don't know. Like, okay. So I think that I, it, on a scale of zero or no, on a scale of one to 10, one being yeah. individualistic, one mm-hmm. is just purely Trump. I didn't say that. I yeah. No, it is. That's that. exactly what it is. And, and then, but then 10, but 10 being like a commune, like nothing is ours. You have no identity. You have no exactly. identity. It is the collection of the group that matters. You do not matter as an individual. On a scale right. of one to 10, where would you say that you fall? It's a big question because it's it a is. very extreme question. But on a scale, because I think we strive for a five, right? Like we strive for the middle. No. Where where do you this. sit? Where do you sit? I think Americans strive for two. Yeah. One. I think that like I think that independent I like the way that people talk about like oh well laziness and welfare and entitlement yeah. and uh if you the want it right belief. get yeah. get your job get a job and get off your ass and but I all think, that stuff is so 
do you agree with that? I know that's the United States philosophy, but is that where you want to be? Or no, where do you want to no. be on no, the yeah. 1 to 10 scale? Yeah, if you make this political, I'm looking at like 8 or 9. Yeah, like more, <laughs> um, more communal. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Just That doesn't surprise me because it's about the group, right? We all succeed when we all succeed. Like one succeeds right. when we all succeed. I'd say, I'd, if I'm honest, I'm probably a I'm probably a six. Yeah. I'm more selfish. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm more selfish <laughs> than a seven or an eight. Cause I don't want like I, so when I heard about the, um, the stores in, in Portland or whatever that are like, Oh, we're all communal. And like, we all just volunteer our time. And like, you just pay for your groceries and excuse me, in a shift. I was like, oh, like, that sounds amazing. Like, we just all, like, give our time and then we, but then I'm like, oh, but I'm in the grind. How could I possibly give my fucking time to, right. that? but then maybe that's what society is telling me to, to think, like, you know? Right, right. And that's like, that's like utopia, right? Like, you've got, you've got systems of put in place and I trust it, all you, it is is you trust government. Me. Yeah. Right. I like right. that idea. I just, I guess I'm a little trigger nervous about, like, I'm nervous about pulling the trigger about trusting others. You can't trust anybody. I can't. You can't. I'm nervous about trusting others because there are people. Exactly. And I think especially in 2020, Kendall, um, there are people that I love and respect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that have ideals that have come out mm-hmm. that I'm like, mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't know what to do with this how do i cherry pick do you have that how do i cherry oh oh are you kidding yeah the love and the respect and the men like the mental mentoring how do i how do i cherry pick the mentoring taking taking you mean like from people that you respect taking advice and like yeah pieces of it makes sense that resonate with me that then also say things or do things that are atrocious Yeah. And yeah, I absolutely have that. I, I, as close as like my parents, like I'm <sighs> bewildered by the fact that like, okay, you say that you're these things, but then you're also like condoning and supporting this. And it doesn't, these two things just don't line up Yeah, and I can confront you on them and you can just not Same. have an answer. And oh that's good God. enough for you. Kendall. Yes. Do you think and a lot been, of us are having that? Do you think a lot of our yes. generation is having that dilemma? Everybody in the States right now. And and I think like it's happening in France. It's happening with Macron. No, we all are. Absolutely. And like my mom called me the other day because her mom's brother cut her out of the family because he's mad that she's a Trump supporter, but she no. doesn't understand it. And I'm like, you have to like you like I don't know how the fuck you're missing it. But the whole nation is in the streets right now shooting at each other yeah. because this is so important to people on both sides somehow. And like, there's people that just kind of sit in the middle and they have that 47%. They're just like, yeah, this is fine. And it's, it's, they don't have that empathy. They don't feel it. So it's Kendall, empathy. we talked about this. I, I don't know. In some, in some past episodes, that I don't know or remember because we drink on these episodes. So <laughs> I don't remember, but you, I told you then, and I, and I feel this way now you have an empathy that is above average. So if like, so let's pretend like an IQ, there was an EQ, there was like an emotional mm-hmm. quotient level. Mm-hmm. I've said it before. Oh, I know it was on the thing. We didn't air it. We didn't end up airing it. But I said, and I really f- stand by this. 
you are a radio. We are all radios, right? Your your tune, like your tune in to other people is so many decibels louder mm. than everybody else's. I don't mean everybody else's. I mean than like yeah. the majority of like the average person. So right. all I mean by that is that's a gift. I mean it like when you feel something, you feel it like the other person feeling it feels it. It's an empathy. It's a psychic almost empathy level. So I'm just saying like yeah. your dial is turned so up. So when you see somebody getting unjustly treated, yeah, you feel it like they feel it. And the problem is nobody else does. Nobody else yeah. feels it. They're just like, I don't even clock it. Like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. And you're like, how can you not feel how this? I that? feel it to the nines. How do you not feel this? Yeah. No, it's spot on. And it's the first, in my first encounter with therapy and counseling, I was lucky to be in a position where it was like free at the school that I was going to. And I was like, I'm nervous about this. I don't know what this means. And the first groundbreaking thing was okay so the, there's two kinds of compassion and there's the kind that you feel it and like you let it cut you and you you'll carry that scar too and then there's a there, i can't remember that there's a name for both of them and the other kind is that you acknowledge it you see it and you make a plan you mm -hmm. get involved and yeah, Elizabeth Warren, that shit. And, yeah. and you try to activate, fix right? it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, and she was like, my, this counselor was like, you are taking it on as yours every yeah. single time. And yeah. it is, it's running you into the ground. You feel and it like it was you. I have to like be very mindful yeah. of that. Yeah. Because it, if I don't, if I just let myself run free, that's exactly what I'll do. And then I'll be this angry, pissed off, which I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not angry. You're angry. Want to fight? Want to fight about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you, yeah, it's it's spot on, and and I I didn't know it about myself until I was coming of age, mm -hmm. right about at the time going into college. Uh, somebody called a group. I was at I was at camp, and in the same year, they named me advocate, which I didn't know that about myself. And then, holy fuck, and then uh, compassionate, and there's two words have stuck with me. And like, I don't know that I don't know. You are. I'm getting No, no, away. no, you are. It's, it's, I don't, I'm not saying it with pride because like it's, it's something that I've done or earned. It's like, it's in my blood. Like, that is, it's, that, it's part of my muscles. As not, a separate party, that is absolutely accurate. Don't downplay it at all. Cause witnessing you in your life, that's absolutely true. You will take the torch for someone who can't carry it for themselves and you will carry it for the, excuse me, you'll carry it for them. And um, that is who you are. You cannot unthink that or make that not important to you. There's no way. Hmm. Thanks, sissy. It's true. I mean, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's not, it's not a, yeah. I didn't Give do me the torch. This is you. This is you. Give me the torch. I'm sorry. You're on your knees. You're suffering and you can't carry it on give it to me give it to me now i will explain it later give it to me <laughs> stop talking to me and give it to me yeah yeah, yeah. here's let my phone number <laughs> i promise you'll find yeah. me let's go let's go i mean that's let's true go. it's absolutely yeah. true and that's part of your creative yeah. nature because creatives tend to have empathy that is greater than most and that's why we touch yeah. into things that make people feelings yeah so welcome Everyone to amateur intellectuals. Uh, <laughs> Who wants to be an artist we said, and feel we said. <laughs> overwhelmed about stuff? 
Here we go. We said we would get here and here we are. 101. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This isn't the only way of talking about it. You can talk about culture and it's not socialism versus fascism versus communism versus uh, individualism and collectivism. So there's uh, approach and avoidance culture too. Just to make this, just so, I, the only reason I'm saying this is because this is so nuanced. It's insane. Like, we don't even need to break this part down. I just want to show that it's so much even more complicated than just, oh, you're this or this. Okay. Because uh, this is the Freudian thing, the mm-hmm. pleasure pe- pleasure and pain well, I'm principle. not excited at all. I'm not excited at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a freak. I'll it's fine. Fly through it. Uh, <laughs> humans want to approach pleasurable things and avoid painful things. Wow. Did you come up with that on your own? Wait, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I knew that when I was four. It's fine. But way to get a, you know, famous yeah. about it. That's yeah, fine. take your peace prize and fuck off. Uh, <laughs> culturally, however, this speaks to higher needs. This isn't food mm-hmm. and instinctual things. So he does uh, make up for it there. Uh, there's this thing called uncertainty avoidance, and it's how a culture responds to ambiguity. Oh, okay. Which this is not so. So is change accepted within the community or <laughs> is stability prized, right? So we just went through like like left versus right, independent versus uh, groupthink. And well, not group think, but a group setting. And and then this, so this is just everything's absolutely fucked. So in countries that score high in neuroticism, they turn to be high. They tend to be high in uncertainty avoidance. Yep. They have a more formal set of rules that minimize yep. social ambiguity. Yep. The citizens are not interested in changing the rules. <sighs> These societies tend to be more conservative emotional and xenophobic traditional gender roles schools have structured learning and children are taught that teachers have all of the answers children are also taught that the outside world may be a hostile place Mm. these cultures are typically found in catholic islam and judaism what were you raised what is your religion that you were raised protestant okay non-denom okay I fell in love with a non-denom Protestant, so it's fine. Like, you're, you guys figured it it's out. It's very, oh, no, 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 no. Don't let me into that shit. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> it's very granola. It's very the it thing with, in terms of Christianity. It's looser than Catholicism, friend. Because oh, it's, oh, it's loose. It's, I, was, well. I was raised Catholic, and it is rigid. and judgmental and if you don't hate your life and choices (laughs) and put yourself (laughs) last then you're doing something wrong it's very confusing catholic guilt it's the catholic guilt so like i mean i'm not glorifying christianity in general or not i don't know hello what's our fan base (laughs) what do you like we'll be that what do you need um but no just saying like i had questions and I had problems with Catholicism and you know what I was really lucky because my mama who grew up in a Catholic school Catholic like all the way whatever did too and she was like that's okay like the questions that you have are okay and I was like thank you because that's that's yeah that means a lot 
It does be yeah. on because did you grow up in a situation and come into adulthood with that kind of environment? I'm not judging your parents because yeah. I'm not judging. Like they grew up in their own situation too. Yeah. What was your experience with growing up into being, I mean, being a gay man in Texas alone, let alone your artistic I mean, sensitivities and like your talents. Tell me, what was that like? It was um, with them specific, like with the faith specifically, it was like, uh, this is very important to us that you're involved and da, 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 da. And uh, when I turned, I don't know, like 15, I started having questions about like, why is there money involved? Yeah. Why is this operating like a business? This doesn't make sense. And I was vocal about that. And they were very like, no, yeah, you're right. And like, we, it's not perfect. And we've got our issues too, but we believe this and this fundamentally. And they're not like, they're like, like they're offended like don't call them religious because like that's too lawful and structured like this is more about faith and spirituality and that kind of thing um they're they're they were very inviting of like question authority but they're also very worried that like i don't know the kindles of christian anymore and that kind of freaks me out because i think that it's really important like if not the most important thing so da, da, da. like i can tell that they struggle with that mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. Um, don't you feel though, this is a really arrogant thing to say, and it's probably blasphemous to both your parents and my parents, which I love equally because your parents made you and I love them (laughs) and they're perfect for doing that. And I love Mm. my mama, obviously, but is that not a little bit of like, I gave the baton and ran as far as I could. So now here you go. And like, you take it and run further. Like I just see... Remember, I'm a visual learner, but don't you think a little bit that this could be, I was more advanced than my parents were. I went as far as I could to give Mm -hmm. you something more free-spirited. Here you go. That's as far as I got. That's as far as I have to give you. Take it and run with it. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's that yet, but I think that I wouldn't be surprised at all if it ends that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that. they're 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 adapting well, and they're open minded, and they're um, not judgmental or any of the things that I kind of wrote off. Just assumed that they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a cool that's a cool thing. I think it'll. I think that's the more likely ending than I'm so terrified because I don't know where Kendall stands with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, close minded um, and. I'm shutting it off. Stack. I don't want to deal with it. Right. They're evolving. Evolve or die, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yes. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's really smart. And, like, kudos to them. Because if you look at it from their perspective, they were taught a certain language. Yeah. They were taught a certain language. And they, again, they got as far as they could within their realm of what they were brought up with, just as we will. I mean, like, yep. I think, to be fair... Our children, you'll have one and you'll love it so much and it'll be better than all the other babies. <laughs> when you have one, you're going to feel like, the yeah. same way like and you're going to be like, I'm going to raise you this way and whatever and I'm going to put all the work in, whatever. And then they're going to go further out than your parameters and you're going to go like, oh my God. Yeah. I can't yeah. psychologically get past my own area, but like, right. fine, go. I mean, I love you. I support you. Um and that's yeah. okay. I think that's what we all it's do. Gorgeous. That's what every single point. generation does. Our grandmothers it. did it for, our, or I mean, our grandparents did it for our 
parents, our parents did it for us. I think that's right. That's fine. And I think your parents just being open to the possibility of not even living your life, understanding your life, just see your life. I see it. Right. And it's okay. Is an evolution. Absolutely. Same with mine. I mean, my parents do. I mean, I think with me being, I mean, so I grew up in a pretty, you know, careful, we have to be careful. We can't cuss. We can't whatever. I mean, we do at home because we're all who we are. But I think we're very careful about the PR sense of like, we have to please others and we have to be a certain in a certain light. And so the idea of starting a podcast where I was cussing and basically putting mm-hmm. myself on a platform and saying like, this is who I am. I'm not wishy-washy yeah. like you think I am is definitely something that took some critiques, but it's the same philosophy. It's the same idea. The people that say, you know, it, it's, it, it, oof, I shouldn't get into that, but like there are members of my family. It's like, well, it's never been like this. It's never been this hard. I have refuted that. This is from the first time I've heard it. It's always been exactly this hard. It's always been exactly like this. It's not changing. It's everything is changing always. Like it's not new. Quit acting like your struggle is new. That's right. Fuck that. That's Everybody's right. kids do this. That's right. Every single time. That's right. The 60s. And it just pushes us further and further and further. When you Sorry. talked about free thinkers and like we're changing the norm and whatever, you made me think of the 60s and I was like the whole free love and we're all going to be equal and the idea of like even kids growing hair long was offensive and contrary to the to the culture and so the idea of the 60s alone is like we're having our own 60s revolution now of like no we're gonna like we are not being snowflakes when we are looking at mental well-being we're not going to suffer and be depressed and be on opiates or pills or whatever to fix it. We're going to call it out and normalize it so that we can be healthy so that we yep. can move on and acknowledge in others that we are not all okay all the time. Right. And that's, it okay. just takes a little bit of fucking empathy, right? That's to know exactly that like right. I need help for me and others. Yes. And transparency. Yep. And that's all it is. Yep. That's all it yep. is. And so, just like the 60s came with that free love thing. And like, it was the same philosophy that you just said. You said like, in the beginning of this episode, you said, you know, like they were all like loosening up and like, is that okay? And I don't know, like the the Gen Zers are like acknowledging their own actualization. Yeah, okay. It's easy for all the other generations to judge because they were all stifled. But listen, right? maybe we won't need addictions and problems because we're being we're normalizing a problem that you've been stifling i'm not saying that's everybody i'm just saying as a general as a general thing like maybe this is don't poo poo it so quickly because maybe there's something here and maybe we're not being snowflakes maybe we're actually trying to improve and evolve yeah yeah and 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 you'll see it let it happen. Like, let us be connected and, and, and fuck around and find out. Like, that is the secret. How do you fix what's happening in America? How do you fix what's happening in the nation? You're not going to do it until we feel connected. You're not going to do it until empathy is restored. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it, it's it's conversations just like this one every day. Wow. And it's so important. Yeah. Well said. It's the secret. It's the secret sauce. 
So I've got the last little thing here, and then we'll wrap up. Um, just the opposite of the. So I love the the word neuroticism freaks me out a little bit. But countries with low neuroticism are <laughs> right. I'm like, are we just calling it that now? Like, just speaking of normalizing, I guess we are. So that's right. Yeah, fuck yeah, we are. Uh, Countries with low neuroticism are low in uncertainty avoidance. They tend to have less laws and regulations. Citizens are much more open to change and they are open to diversity. What's that like? <laughs> uh, anybody. That's not right? our culture. Uh, yeah. What's no. that like? Uh, they're interested in politics. The people tend to suppress their emotions more, which is, I, I think they have that flipped, but I didn't write the book. Uh, families have looser gender roles. Schools are more open-minded. Teachers are allowed to say, I don't know. And children are invited to question authority. The outside world is benevolent and you should not persecute others for their beliefs. Common religions here are Protestantism, Buddhism, and Hinduism. So are so, you telling me I should move to India? Because I feel like if you can name the countries <laughs> that I should move to for my own mental health, what is it? <laughs> exactly. If you can find a collectivist, low uncertainty avoidance country and just get me a visa just tomorrow. A passport, a passport. In the morning. <laughs> if it's okay to feel like you don't have it all together every second of the day, what country is that? And how quickly can I become a citizen? <laughs> what quiz right. do I have to take? Because I will. It's not America. Absolutely. No, <laughs> no, no. But, you know, we're in this fight together. And I think that honestly, it is. I think that we, we really... Uh, exposed and in, in, in depth here the truth of the solution and i think that it will take empathy it will take compassion yeah. it'll take normalizing um all the, the the things that we don't talk about the things that we love to talk about now i, I we we just got to make it more normal and and accessible and once people it's it's always the, the, the people that have the strongest hate in their heart for a certain kind right so like the yeah. people that hate gay people don't know a gay person right and the second that they know a gay person they're like well jesus christ how do these two or, uh, things fit together all of the things i thought about a gay person and then this whole person over here yeah yeah right and you cut them and they bleed and 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 yeah it's it just i think that it's wild that it's that simple yeah but, but it, it is just is a black person a gay yeah. person a muslim yeah. person yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you want a breakdown on compassion and empathy, Brene Brown was a couple of episodes yeah. ago. We've also got ambivert, introvert. We've got plenty of good shit for you. Uh, uh, scroll through our feed. Uh, whatever interests you, take a click. If you have other topic ideas, email us at amateurintellectuals at gmail. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Amateur Intellectuals on all platforms. We are eager to hear from you. We want to know. Give us feedback if you've got it. Good ideas, bad ideas. We'll take it all. So, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, not at all. You didn't. Okay. No. If you want to put a bow tie on that too. No. Or not. Okay. I think you're absolutely right. What a What a great... What a what an amazing look at like I think everybody when they're feeling pressured and they're feeling unhappy about the expectations that are put on them, I think they need to just assess what the machine is that's telling them. So I just mean I just mean like look at what's telling you to feel that way and then yeah. if you 
Because then if you look at it, you can then decide where, what things you want to deviate from. Because I think it is okay. I think it's okay to deviate. You and I have different expectations of what it means to be an adult, um, to, to just grow and evolve because we had different experiences. But that's why I need your input. That's why I need to hear what you have to say, because your experience is different than mine. And as long as people continue to have that conversation to -hmm. say like, oh, you're different, like you grew up differently or, you know, Kendall and I are so good in this sense, because again, I, we're different on paper in so many ways. I think I've said this before, but you know, Kendall is a Southern, he grew up in Texas, gay man, like I am a straight white we're both white that's the thing we have in common <laughs> but we're both straight or I'm oh, sorry we're both <laughs> <laughs> no Emmy no I'm platinum no. I'm a platinum gay <laughs> if you don't know what that is look it up so, I'm sorry. a platinum but like we're both creative people we're both white but we we vary a lot on our experiences yeah. and, and how we grew up I mean I grew up middle class you said that you struggled like you had like money issues and you didn't have air conditioning or whatever I always had air conditioning that's the point we need to be talking to each other when we don't have similar experiences because when we're in our bubbles of sameness we become stagnant the water becomes stagnant it's like water when the water is diversified and it moves it's clear mm-hmm. and fresh and easily drinkable. When That's it's stagnant right. and sits in its own self, it is poisonous. Yes. That's it. You're right. Right? You're right. So we have That's to right. continue to talk about each other. I mean, you and I love each other because, I mean, at the end of the day, we have the same sense yeah. of humor and you're brilliant yeah. and amazing. Yes. But you are too thank you but we have different backgrounds and i love that about each other and so that's the thing is like we can be different and guess what oh my god the world happens to be big enough to make that okay we can have different experiences and different philosophies and be okay oh my god gasp how did that happen don't listen to the 2020 narrative we're all okay we're all okay and living our different lives and we can all find something in common to fucking live together next to each other yeah yeah that's uh, uh, oh sorry i keep just like piling shit on but like one more thing and like come back we'll come back to it please in a different podcast yeah. but i just need to say it out loud because th- this is something else that's been stuck in my head is like there is room enough for all of us to succeed there's room enough like this competition thing is absolutely batshit crazy because there's room enough even like in podcasting in my art in graphic design in any career, it's always competitive. Mm-hmm. It's always climbing the ladder. It's always you versus the field. There's room for all of us. Yeah. Stop making it so much harder than it is. Wow. I'm rooting for you. You root for me. Let's climb this fucking mountain. That's Let's right. Let's go. Not a competition to step Not a competition. on somebody else's neck. I love that. Nuh-uh. I love that. Yeah. Well said. Quote that shit, please. <laughs> That's so good. It's so right. And like, give give yourself a break. Don't feel the pressure to compete and don't feel the pressure to step on others. Just don't be a dick, please. Just mind your step. Please and, mind your uh, step. Yeah. <laughs> please step on the ground and not somebody else. Thank you. Yeah. Please don't yeah. be an asshole. And if you are, please stop listening to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we only want good people. Thank you. That's right. Thank you so much. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about a wrap. Um, do you have anything else? No, that's it. You're perfect. This was amazing. This was so eye-opening for me. Like, it, you know what? It gives me the feeling that I can take it easy on myself because everybody's oh, feeling cool. everybody's feeling the same kind of feeling. So it gives me mm. this comforting feeling of like, oh my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm. Why are mm. we competing at this cutthroat kind of level? Because we're making the rules. Why do we, why are we continuing to, to do it? So I yeah. feel like I can take a minute and especially with 2020, as we all know, I mean, I've got a kid that's going to be homeschooled. I've got to work somehow in the middle of this. I got a family time somehow in the middle of this. I've got to socialize somehow in the, in the middle of this. Yeah. I got a podcast somehow in the middle of this. How am I going to not lose my mind? Well, um, I think the the key to that is giving yourself a break and not making the bar so high. Because if anything is going to teach you to not have unrealistic expectations, it's fucking 2020. <laughs> am I right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, that's right. She yeah. came in with a big old baseball bat, honey. So Back. much. So much. Can we get a choir in here in the background <laughs> to sing it all in, in harmony? Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. all. So you can find us on Excellent. social. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, uh, you know, as Kendall said, message us on uh, email, uh, amateurintellectuals at gmail.com. Very easy to remember if you've got topics. We've got a couple of inquiries, so we're going to dig into those and see what we have. And we'll go from there. So thank you all. And we will be back next week, as we always are, because we're reliable, not Come on. like 2020. We are reliable. Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs>